is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. You know what's interesting, America? Step back and think about this, if you will. If President Trump is convicted of one of the major felonies that have been brought against him in a documents case, that I'm brought against him in, it's not even a January 6th case, but in the Washington, D.C. case. And if he's sentenced to the full extent of the law, just one, he will die in prison. I want you to think about this. I want you to think about what the Biden regime, the Biden prosecutors, and the Obama judge are up to in Washington, D.C. I want you to think about it. They have secret trials in autocracies, fascist regimes, Marxist regimes. Much of what's been done to Donald Trump has been done in secret. They took away his attorney-client privilege in secret. They're using documents against him in secret. They're demanding that the judge in Washington, D.C. not allow Donald Trump and his lawyers to have access to the documents, all of them, many of which they intend to use against him. Apparently in secret. They tried the same thing with the judge in Florida. She said, no, I'm not buying it. The Biden prosecutors are in court in front of the Obama judge saying, we want you to stop Donald Trump from talking about his case, from talking about witnesses, from talking about evidence, from talking about facts. You know, our Constitution compels a public trial, ladies and gentlemen, an open trial, so all of us can make a determination if a trial is fair or not. And here we're talking about a presidential candidate. The Biden regime, through their prosecutor, says no. Secrecy. We can't trust the defendant who we seek to throw in prison for the rest of his life. 
We do not want him speaking to the American people. In fact, according to a recent news report a few hours ago, Trump's lawyer, this fellow Lauro, in the courtroom the other day, the so-called special counsel, a.k.a. the Stalinist prosecutor, apparently was very upset that Trump's lawyer was on TV. In the meantime, this morning we learn that the special counsel's office has leaked a memorandum to the New York Times. It must be very easy being a reporter at the New York Times. You just sit there and you wait for your emails and texts and the delivery of information from the Biden administration, the FBI, and the Justice Department. It's not hard. I don't even know why they get paid. And, of course, Maggie Haberman is the key to all this. You're in the Department of Justice, the FBI, you're in the Biden administration. They don't call her Maggie Haberman, they call her our girl. Get the stuff to our girl. Our girl is reliable. Our girl takes notes. She will write down what we tell her to report. Our girl will do it. And then she wins a Pulitzer Prize because the same cabal of crooked, corrupt, intellectually destitute reporters award themselves these prizes. Maggie Haberman, New York Times and CNN, two of the most disreputable so-called news organizations in history. In history. So she is breaking news. She has this memo that was leaked to her by the government. Now, how do we know that? How do we know it was leaked by the government? Because it's a memo, and here's the spin. The plot... The plot by Trump and his lawyers to deny Joe Biden electors and to get their own electors in these states where they're where they're raising issues, where they're working with state legislatures, <clears throat> where they seek to drag out the election, whether the Supreme Court goes their way or not. So the only people who would leak that are the people in the special counsel's office. Why? Because it's in their indictments. Except they didn't put the memo itself in there. So they leaked it to the New York Times. The irony that the same people who leaked this document now are in front of a Obama judge saying that the defense cannot be trusted with this kind of information because they might go public with it. Now, if you watch my Sunday show two Sundays ago on Fox, you heard former governor of Virginia, Republican, Bob McDonald, say that they leaked incessantly to the Washington Post and the New York Times. In his case, the Washington Post, mostly because he was a governor at the time, was the governor of Virginia, and the Washington Post is the biggest paper read in Virginia, given its reach. But here they wanted to have national reach, so they leaked this memo to Maggie Haberman, took careful notes, and, of course, she will not mention who our sources are. Now, as a footnote, for the life of me, I do not understand why Donald Trump's lawyers haven't filed a motion today in that court, despite the fact that she's an Obama judge, just make the record, demanding that the court do something about these leaks, that the Department of Justice, yes, conduct a leak investigation, can't be that complicated. But Mark, the department's corrupt. It doesn't matter. You're building a record. 
And you're also making it known to the nation and you're making it known to the judge that you're not going to put up with this crap. Such a motion, to my knowledge, has not been filed today. How do I know? Well, I haven't read about it. It's not like I'm on the in. I'm not. I want you to think about this. Vladimir Putin just put his number one political nemesis in prison now for 30 years. And there's more charges to come, perhaps another 35 years. He's in his 40s. And he said, look, this is his political nemesis, brave man. He said, look, I have a life sentence. I'll be in this prison until I die. Unless, unless Vladimir Putin is overthrown. And there is a freedom revolution of sorts. As he's replaced. He says he knows. Now this is the same man they tried to murder. With poison. They take care of him in Germany. Get him back on his feet. And he goes right back into Russia. He knows what he's facing. Here in the United States, same thing's happening in many ways. Except here, Biden's not as good as this as Putin is. They have public charges against Donald Trump that would result in his being in prison if every one of them is sustained and the maximum sentence is given. Over 400 years. They don't mess around, you see. I want you to think about something. And all the hurly-burly and all the static that come out of the media and all the rest of it, I want you to think about something. This Bill Barr is on TV bloviating, burping up stupidity, joined by his twin, Chris Christie, and other. I want you to think about something. The possibility that Donald Trump, a candidate for president, a former president, will have a mug shot taken, will be forced to wear an orange jumpsuit, will be sent away to prison somewhere in the federal prison system over the documents case or over the non-January 6th charges. The documents case based on a 1917 statute. The January 6th so-called case based on a Ku Klux Klan statute and other irrelevancies. I want you to put that in your mind's eye. And I want to ask you a question. Do you think you could ever recover from that? Do you think you could ever recover from seeing such a thing? from such a thing being done in your country by the Democrat Party by a mob lawyer who is running the Department of Justice by a Stalinist evil piece of human excrement who's the prosecutor it's my opinion by Joe Biden the Manchurian president who is corrupt up to his eyeballs will you ever view your country the same way Will you ever view the legal system the same way? Will you ever view the judiciary the same way? No, you won't. 
Will you ever accept an election where a Democrat wins? No, you won't. Will you ever accept the legitimacy of Democrat majorities in the House and or the Senate or a Democrat president? No, you won't. Neither will I. How can you accept any of this when a tyrannical party is burning down one bridge after another from the American people to the government? Is abusing its power and its authority this way? And talks about when it gets full power how it's going to destroy our constitutional order. You know... It's really interesting to me, other than three justices on the Supreme Court, Alito, Thomas, and Gorsuch, the other six, even the Republicans, are fools. They are absolute buffoons. And I will tell you why. Because as they sit there and they issue their rulings about whether the state legislature is the primary force and changing our election laws, and pass judgment on redistricting, and so forth and so on. They're the target of the same tyrannical forces who are destroying our electoral system, and our legal system, and our constitutional system. They're the target. Why do you think the mob lawyer who heads the Department of Justice told the U.S. Marshals to stand down and don't Don't arrest anybody who's trying to intimidate any of the conservative justices. Why do you think he did that? They have no respect for the Constitution, so they have no respect for the court. They have no respect for elections, so they have no respect for you. Every election they win is perfect. Every election they lose is corrupt. When it comes to Trump, they did everything they could to stop him from being elected. He gets elected and they talk about impeaching him in advance of his being sworn in. The Democrats, Hillary and the rest, work with the FBI, Department of Justice, the Obama and Biden administration, that we now know, to try and take Trump out in the earliest days of his presidency. They're setting up grounds for impeachment. They just have to figure out what to impeach him for. They set up a criminal investigation involving people like Andrew Weissman, who is a hitman for the Democrat Party. They couldn't find any crimes. So they bring the guy in from The Hague who has a horrendous record of abusing power and abusing defendants, which is exactly what he's doing today, and somehow his case in Washington winds up in front of the most radical, Obama-donating, Obama-appointed judge in the federal judiciary. I've got more. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
You know what helps me sleep well at night? Physical gold. I'm concerned about what the Biden administration is doing, and I've decided to learn more about gold IRAs to help me diversify. Did you know you can buy gold for your IRA or 401k? Gold can't be tracked like digital currency. No one has to know what you're buying, and there's no way to print more. My best resource for gold IRAs is Augusta Precious Metals. Their track record is no less than phenomenal. Learn why thousands of Americans are getting gold IRAs as part of the retirement portfolios and you need to contact Augusta Precious Metals and get their free guide. I'm serious. Text LEVIN to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. LEVIN to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. You'll notice that Democrats in Congress and on TV, that is, phony journalists and their guests, as well as never-Trumpers and Republican ruling class elites, before the indictments of the documents case said over and over and over again that Trump would be indicted. You notice before the most recent indictments in Washington, the same group said the same thing. It's funny how the ruling class elites in both parties, in Washington and New York, just knew there was no way Trump wouldn't be charged. No president's ever been charged for violating the Espionage Act of 1917. No president's ever been charged with the Ku Klux Klan Act of 1871. But they knew. They knew. And when he was indicted in each case, they said, I told you so. They were excited. They were happy. Nancy Pelosi celebrated it in the last 48 hours. She said it was a beautiful thing that Trump was indicted. This is all politics. This is not law. This is not the criminal code. This is all politics. And the henchmen have been brought in to do their task. More when I return. You know what helps me sleep well at night? Physical gold. I'm concerned about what the Biden administration is doing, and I've decided to learn more about gold IRAs to help me diversify. Did you know you can buy gold for your IRA or 401k? Gold can't be tracked like digital currency. No one has to know what you're buying, and there's no way to print more. My best resource for gold IRAs is Augusta Precious Metals. Their track record is no less than phenomenal. Learn why thousands of Americans are getting gold IRAs as part of the retirement portfolios, and you need to contact Augusta Precious Metals and get their free guide. I'm serious. Text LEVIN to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. LEVIN to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. 
Mark Levin speaking to the four out of five Americans who are literate at 877-381-3811. It's funny to hear Chris Christie uh, complain that Trump might not be at the debate, but he won't come on conservative talk radio. It's amazing. Now, that aside, I want to explain something to the Republican establishment. Republicans listening to me at the RNC, in the Senate, in the House. Republican ward leaders, precinct leaders, committee men and committee women. I want the people who make up the bureaucracy in the Republican Party to listen to me very, very carefully. If the Democrats succeed in what they're doing, the Republican Party will be a minority party. It'll be an irrelevant party for the rest of time for several reasons. Number one, it will embolden the Democrat Party to become even more autocratic than it is. Because you folks would not have stood up to it. Not you in the audience. I'm talking about the GOP bureaucracy, the ruling class, the never Trumpers. I'm talking about clown shows like Mike Ludic and so many others. Pence, Christie. The Republican Party will not be able to recover. Mitch McConnell has already announced he will not entertain impeachment in the Senate. That's called thunder in the background. That's thundering to the truth. And um, if that's the way they play ball, then the Democrats are more than happy to do it. The Democrats are paying, playing UFC without gloves, and the Republicans are playing bocce. The Democrats will win every time. They're destroying the court system. We have now more activists, radical left-wing judges than I can ever remember. And we expect help from judges to really uphold the law and to put an end to this sort of thing, but they won't. They're cowards. They come up with doctrines or arguments. You know, a judge's opinion is basically an essay with all kinds of legal citations and so forth. But that's what's going on. And number two, you and me, we will be so disgusted with the Republican Party for failing to do basically anything to fight this. Don't get me wrong, investigating Biden is important. I'm not talking about that. Doing anything effective to fight this. That you won't give a damn if they win or lose, and neither will I. Because tyranny is spreading with them, tyranny is spreading without them. That's the nature of one-party rule. You see it all over the world. Places like the Gaza Strip, communist China, communist Cuba, Venezuela, Russia, California, Illinois, Chris Christie's New Jersey, 
and so forth and so on. So what's the point? And you'll be right. What's the point? Donald Trump has done nothing to earn this kind of this kind of attack on his life, on his liberty. Nothing. Oh, the documents. And you listen to these fools on TV, these legal analysts, tell you how serious it is. It is completely unserious. Unserious. Which is why nobody's been prosecuted before. Not Hillary Clinton, not Bill Clinton, nobody! In a senior position in our government. Ever! Which is why this prosecutor is using every dirty trick in the book and more. They don't want you to know what's really going on in America. Which is why they're trying to gag Trump. Which is why so much of this has taken place in secrecy. Now we know, back in January, and apparently, according to reports, Trump just learned this today. A warrant was issued by some judge whose name we don't know in secret to access his Twitter account. Twitter, under the ownership of Elon Musk, resisted it. The judge's ruling is appealed to the D.C. Circuit, which is populated with radical Democrats because Obama and Harry Reid, when he was in charge of the Senate, expanded the circuit court and added more Obama judges to it. Did you know that? Maybe one of the backbenchers on TV or radio will regurgitate that tonight or tomorrow. Equal justice. Have you noticed, those of you who who take a peek at MSNBC or CNN, have you noticed how happy they are? Have you noticed how self-congratulatory they are? Have you noticed? They think this is great. You have that inbred-looking Joe Scarborough, who's led such an ethical and moral life. I'm sure you have, Joe. They have their new line now. Anybody who accepts what somebody like me is saying, anybody who defends Donald Trump at this point, you're just as sick and deranged as he is. That's what he said. And you have no morals. You have no scruples. J. Michael Ludig, who's been a parasite on the ass of Washington, D.C. forever, who was turned down for the Supreme Court by, among others, Donald Trump, says the same thing. says the Republican Party's dead. It's dead. Because you don't agree with him. You don't agree with J. Michael Ludig. There's something wrong with you, Peggy Noonan. All the usual, very creepy, 
you know, wine drinking, cheese eating, socialites, same circles, Washington to New York, New York to Washington, every now and then L.A., same people. So now, the you see, the Republican Party is dead because of conservatives. You needed to listen to the Never Trumpers. You needed to to get behind Jeb Bush. Now you need to get behind Chris Christie or Mike Pence. Now that he is, he's gone to the media and to the left with bended knee. You need to listen to the endlessly stupid Bill Barr, ubiquitous all over TV now. Absolutely incoherent when it comes to discussions related to Trump. It's sad. It's sad. So what I'm trying to tell the Republican ruling class in Washington, all your little special interest pals, the enormous money you raise, Mitch McConnell raises enormous amounts of money from these people to use against you the way he used it against the Tea Party. Mitch McConnell wants control, even in his enfeebled state. He wants control. He doesn't want to let go. He can't, he can't let go. He can't let go. It's like Franco in Spain. You remember him? No, you guys don't remember him. Franco in Spain. He couldn't let go. Is he, is he around today? Is he not around today? Who knows? He won't let go. Because then he just becomes another old man hanging out in an assisted living facility in Kentucky. There's nothing wrong with that. But for Mitch McConnell, that's intolerable. I'm going to be there one day. We all No, no. For Mitch McConnell, it's intolerable. Joe Biden. Joe Biden is not going to agree to anybody else running for president. Do you want to know why? Because he has his boy in place as Attorney General of the United States. And his boy, the mob lawyer, Merrick Garland, is not going to appoint a special counsel. In fact, he's not even going to conduct a criminal investigation despite all this information. He's under no pressure to do it except from these Republicans, you see. And even they are divided. Well, what kind of special counsel are we going to get? May hurt us politically. You know, then we can't hold hearings. What are we going to do? The uh, Keystone Cop Republicans. Keystone Cops. So, what the Republican ruling class doesn't understand is they will cease to be in any, excuse me, in any sense, effective in any way. And maybe that's okay by them. As long as they're handed a few few dollar bills by the Democrats, as long as they and their families are protected, get a few shekels here and there, maybe that's okay. Get the limousines, so forth and so on. Maybe they're bought off too. I want to read something to you when we return that I think is quite poignant. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
You know what helps me sleep well at night? Physical gold. I'm concerned about what the Biden administration is doing, and I've decided to learn more about gold IRAs to help me diversify. Did you know you can buy gold for your IRA or 401k? Gold can't be tracked like digital currency. No one has to know what you're buying, and there's no way to print more. My best resource for gold IRAs is Augusta Precious Metals. Their track record is no less than phenomenal. Learn why thousands of Americans are getting gold IRAs as part of the retirement portfolios, and you need to contact Augusta Precious Metals and get their free guide. I'm serious. Text LEVIN to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. LEVIN to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. The Democrat Party rejects the Declaration of Independence. We know this. Justice Jackson does. Barack Obama does. Bernie Sanders does. Joe Biden does. Woodrow Wilson did, too. One of the greatest, in terms of horror, racists in American history. Because it talks about unalienable rights. Democrat Party doesn't believe in unalienable rights. It believes it distributes rights. They hate the Constitution. Why? Because the Constitution and the agenda of the Democrat Party, this Marxist agenda, are incompatible. Which is why they're endlessly attacking its, its parts. Maybe Judge Michael Ludig, a.k.a. J. Michael Ludig, will grow up one day and grow a set, speak out against it, but he won't. He's a fool. So I said I wanted to read something to you that I thought was important. The Democrat Party is an authoritarian, political, and societal enterprise for which its conceit and self-righteousness know few limits. And its self-appointed experts cede the Lord over their fellow man. The rejiggering of society and social engineering are unending and increasingly intrusive. The practice and legalization of abuses of power are more ambitious and pervasive in order to impose and enforce increasingly unpopular and unjust rule, and constant turmoil and tumult are used to confound the public and promote fissures among the citizenry. <coughs> Tyranny is thus planned and ultimately predictable. Again, in 2008, shortly before winning election to the presidency, Barack Obama declared that we are five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. Transforming it into what? This sounds a lot like Woodrow Wilson's new organization of society writings. 2016 at the DNC convention and announcing his endorsement of Hillary Clinton for president, Bernie Sanders, a lifelong Marcus, a Marxist, shouted, Together we have begun a political revolution to transform America. And that revolution continues. Together we will continue to fight for a government which represents all of us and not just the 1%. Exactly what kind of a government does the democratic socialist have in mind? 2020, President Biden proclaimed that we have an incredible opportunity to not just dig out of this crisis, COVID-19, but to fundamentally transform the country. Again, transform it into what? This has been the Democrat Party's mantra for at least the past 130 years. 
The Democrats of the earlier progressive era and the Democrats of the present day share nothing but contempt for the American experiment and we the people. In 2008, at a San Francisco fundraiser, you'll recall, Obama proclaimed that people in small-town America were bitter. They cling to guns or religion or antipathy toward people who aren't like them or anti-immigrant sentiment or anti-trade sentiment as a way to explain their frustrations. I told you they hate you. The Declaration's essential founding principles, especially the emphasis on the individual, conflict with the Democrat Party's political purposes and obsession with power, and always have. It naturally follows, therefore, that during much of, the Ameri of American history, the Democrat Party has sought to pervert and dismember our governing document as well, the Constitution, and Republicanism generally. And as much as the Constitution is a bulwark against the ideologies and motivations for which the Democrat Party stands and has stood. Among other things, prominent Democrats have denounced or usurped at various times the Constitution's checks and balances, separation of powers, federalism, the Electoral College, the Commerce Clause, the Bill of Rights, or have trashed the Constitution entirely as an old document written by slaveholders. Today, the Democrat Party's denunciation of America's founders and the Constitution's framers and American history itself has been relentless. Oh, man, I can't read you the whole book. That's the Democrat Party hates America. But you see how this plays out. If they have no respect for you, no respect for our history, our principles, our traditions, no respect for unalienable rights, no respect for the Constitution, including the Bill of Rights, that's why they seek to put their political opponent in federal prison for the rest of his life until he dies. That hasn't even crossed our minds before. What cockamamie issues like documents. Unbelievable. And yet, I'm only one voice, America. Just one voice. I don't reach as many as I wish I could. But that's the nature of the beast, I suppose. I've only just begun, America. I shall return. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 3811. Well, Republicans in the House keep doing their job while Mitch McConnell is running interference for Joe Biden in the Senate. I guess he has enough time to do that these days. He's so essentially so important. Katie Pavlich, writing at her site townhall.com, the Biden family bank statements have landed. With no help, by the way, from the Biden Treasury Department, full cover-up mode, 
Again, this is why he's running for president again. So this morning, the House Oversight Committee released new information detailing transactions and deposits, writes Katie, from a number of foreign oligarchs to a series of Hunter Biden bank accounts when Joe Biden was vice president. You know, that is enough to trigger a criminal investigation, let alone a special counsel. If that's not an appearance of illegality, I don't know what the hell is. During Joe Biden's vice presidency, the committee says, Hunter Biden sold him as the brand to reap millions from oligarchs in Kazakhstan, Russia, and Ukraine. Appears no real services were provided other than access to the Biden network, including Vice President Biden himself. And Hunter Biden seems to have delivered. This is made clear by meals at Cafe Milano in Washington, where then-Vice President Joe Biden dined with oligarchs from around the world who had sent money to his son. It's clear Joe Biden knew about his son's business dealings and allowed himself to be the brand sold to enrich the Biden family while he was vice president of the United States. The House Oversight Committee, says Comer, will continue to follow the money trail and obtain witness testimony to determine whether foreign actors targeted the Bidens, President Biden is compromised or corrupt, and our national security is threatened. By the way, this Sunday we're going to have, in addition to my opening statement, Alan Dershowitz, for two segments where he'll be free to talk at some length. And Miranda Devine for two segments who will also be free to talk at some length. Not a conga line of guests, not an interruption. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't go that way. According to their memo released by Comer, the Biden family received over $20 million in foreign transactions. And the payments were distributed to multiple members. Payments were hidden, as you know, through shell companies and funneled through Hunter Biden's business partners, including Devin Archer. Archer and Biden earned $6.5 million from Burisma alone. And by the way, they got their money's worth. Because Joe Biden shut down the criminal investigation of Burisma. He got the prosecutor fired using our tax dollars. And the new documents also include photos of then-Vice President Joe Biden, with a number of foreign individuals Hunter was engaged with, despite Biden saying he was never in business or ever spoke about the dealings, he had dinner with them after payments were made to Hunter Biden. It's all a coincidence? And you have these people who dare attack you and me? What's J. Michael Ludig said about any of this? Not that we give a damn. Joe Scarborough. Complete cover-up artist. Pathetic. Pathetic. CNN and MSNBC. They don't even put this out there as important news. New York Times, Washington Post. They don't even run it on the front pages. No big deal. And we've been through this before with Russia collusion. We've been through this before with the Hunter Biden laptop. We've been through all of it. Because we know that our media are not free. They are corrupt. They have destroyed the free media because it's part of the Democrat Party surrogate operation. When Biden ran as a presidential candidate, obviously assured the American people's family received nothing from China. While we're upwards near $30 million, according to Peter Schweitzer. 
Biden recently claimed the committee's bank records regarding his family's receipt of funds from China are not true. They're not true. The White House refuses to correct Biden's dishonest statements, the lack of transparency surrounding the Biden family's foreign business deals. All of it raises serious national security concerns. No question about it. It's pay for play. Pay the Bidens. They'll help you. Now, at the same time that we're talking about when he was vice president, Barack Milhouse Benito Obama was placing fairly significant penalties and punishing Russian oligarchs in addition to Russian officials. Did he know that Joe Biden was meeting with these some of these oligarchs? Isn't it funny how Barack Milhouse Benito Obama has not asked any questions? So let me start here. Hey, Milhouse, did you know what your vice president was doing with his son? Did you know in advance that he was going to threaten to withdraw a billion dollars from the Ukrainian government if they didn't fire that prosecutor who was investigating that corporation? Did you know that? Milhouse, do you know that the Bidens received millions of dollars on your watch while you were president and he was vice president? Did you know that? Did you know that he set up shell companies, Milhouse? Did you know? Isn't it funny how they're never going to ask Obama in any of these phony interviews? Are you surprised to learn about all this stuff about Biden? And we don't want to hear it's a Republican plot, it's a Republican disinformation. Can't, no, we asked you a question. Bank records don't lie. Emails don't lie. Text messages don't lie. Bobolinsky doesn't lie. Devin Archer may lie, but why would he say something that's not true when it doesn't benefit him? We know that Biden lies. He lies 10 times a day. And that's over lunch. We know all this. It's just amazing to me. None of these Democrats are ever questioned about what they knew. It was his presidency. It was his administration. Really quite remarkable, don't you think? Nothing. And so the evidence piles up. The media continue to ignore it or attack it. MSNBC, CNN, and the other frauds, the other Democrat hangouts and never Trump were hangouts. They laugh it all off. They want Trump in prison so they can laugh about that. That's what they want. Meanwhile, you want to hear something else? Remember the January 6th committee? Remember the sanctimony coming out of that committee? Remember Dizzy Lizzie Cheney and Head Case Kingsinger? The two Republics who were appointed by Nancy Pelosi? Stretch, as I call her, because of all the face jobs that went wrong. Remember that committee headed by Benny Thomas? Thompson, sorry. Benny Thompson, remember that? Who hated cops? There was Jamie Raskin on the committee, Adam Schiff on the committee. Two complete sleazeballs. This is from Fox. The House Select Committee that investigated the Capitol riot on January 6th failed to adequately preserve documents, data, and video depositions. 
including communications it had with the Biden White House, that are still missing. According to the Republican lawmaker overseeing the GOP investigation into the committee's work, the now disbanded J6 committee, which was run by Democrats and included the two phony Republicans, has also failed to provide any evidence that it looked into Capitol Hill security failures on the day of the riot. Representative Barry Loudermilk, Republican Georgia, chairman of the Subcommittee on Oversight for the Committee on House Administration, told Fox News Digital. Representative Loudermilk said his staff has had difficulty gathering all the information it needs to investigate Representative Benny Thompson's handling of the January 6th investigation. He said, part of our task as this oversight subcommittee is to actually address the security failures, look into how, how it happened. How were these folks able to get into the Capitol, Loudermilk said. He said the documents they obtained came over in boxes and was completely unorganized. This is all intentional. Nothing was indexed. There was no table of contents indexed. I bet you they were, but then they took them all apart after they were done using them and made chaos out of what was organized notebooks. Usually when you conduct this level of investigation, use a database system and everything is digitized, indexed. We got nothing like that. And remember, a number of the staffers on this committee were former assistant U.S. attorneys. So, of course, everything was digitized and indexed. He's completely right. So they're obstructing Congress. So it took us a long time going through it. And one thing I started realizing is we don't have anything much at all from the blue team, meaning the Democrats. The blue team, as described by Loudermilk, represents the group within the J6 committee that was directed to investigate security failures at the Capitol. Loudermilk explained that sources have told him the blue team was essentially shut down by the committee. <clears throat> in order to focus on placing the blame all on former President Trump. This is why the Republican Party's done if they don't start standing up to this stuff. Because the Democrats will know they can get away with anything. Anything. And the Republican rank and file will say, we've had enough. We're not gonna we're not gonna find an impotent party. We're not we're just not gonna do this anymore. Because what does it get us? Gets us the Democrat Party in tyranny. He said, we have lots of deposition. We got lots of subpoenas. We've got video and other documents provided through subpoenas by individuals. But we're not seeing anything from the blue team as far as reports on the investigation they did looking into the actual breach itself. Do you know why, America? Because if they had looked into it, Donald Trump's lawyers would want to see it and certainly use it during the course of his trial. So they sought to obstruct the Republicans who they knew were taking over. And they wanted to prevent Trump's legal team from having access to anything that's exculpatory. That's what we're facing in this country. Well, we also realized we didn't have was the were the videos of all the depositions. Latimer said he's been and you know why? Anybody know why, Mr. Producer? Because they cut and paste, they cherry pick those depositions. So if you have the full video, you can see what they actually did. This is, this is, I'm just telling you, America, this is the Democrat Party. It's why I wrote the book, The Democrat Party Aches America. It's just the tip of the iceberg. Fox News Digital obtained correspondence letters between Loudermilk and Thompson's offices, which the two disagreed on whether the J6 committee preserved 
what it was required to under House rules. Latimer says Thompson's committee was required by law and House rules to preserve and turn over all data related to their investigation at the end of the congressional term in December. And and Lattermilk said as much to Thompson in the letter on June 26th. In response, Thompson wrote a letter saying Latterback's letter had many factual errors, quote-unquote, of course, you know, and claimed his committee had followed the rules and turned over four terabytes of data. doesn't matter if they turned over a trillion terabytes of data. Data's missing. Latterback told Fox News Digital that his committee has only received 2.5 terabytes, not four, of data and said the first footnote in Thompson's letter to him on July 7 acknowledged they didn't keep what they were supposed to. In that footnote, Thompson wrote, quote, consistent with guidance from the office of the clerk and other authorities, the select committee, <coughs> excuse me, did not archive temporary committee records that were not elevated by the committee's actions, such as use in hearings or official publication. You got that? In other words, the raw data that was collected, the raw testimony that was collected was eliminated. Only that they decided to use on a partisan level. Only that was used. Are those that did not further its investigative activities. Accordingly, and contrary to your letter's implication, writes Thompson, the select committee was not obligated to archive all video recordings and transcribed interviews or depositions. But so the question is, why did you get rid of them? Why did you destroy them? Based on guidance from House authorities, the select committee determined the written transcript provided by nonpartisan professional official reporters, you know, was enough. Lauterbach said he's saying they decided they didn't have to. It was clear in law they had to, especially, and I mean, if there was any question, the fact that they used the videos in the hearings would dictate that it had to be preserved. The more we go in, the more we're realizing that there's things that we don't have. We don't have anything about security failures at the Capitol. We don't have the videos of the depositions. Republicans have long maintained that many security warnings were ignored leading up to the Capitol Hill riot, which was was supported by Stephen A. Sun, former chief of Capitol Police, who wrote in his book that several government agencies had intel of a brewing threat, but failed to communicate that with the Capitol Police. You know who else? It would be FBI Director Ray did that. The law enforcement failures are manifold. They either didn't look into it or they've destroyed everything. Same with the raw investigative materials. They destroyed them if they didn't cherry pick them and use them for their Stalinist show trial. This is an abomination. This is a contemptible disgrace. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know what companies looking for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and now 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk. That also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team 
right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast to make the switch to Pure Talk and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, go to puretalk.com, enter promo code L-E-V-I-N Podcast and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. You see, ladies and gentlemen, all communications this committee had with the Biden White House, with other politicians and administration officials, with the Department of Justice and the U.S. Attorney's Office, are missing. They're all gone. Any information about the failures of Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell and law enforcement on Capitol Hill, where the FBI, the FBI director, and communicating with the Capitol Police. It's all gone. It was never investigated. Now, in a functioning republic, with a functioning, real free media, there would be headlines all over, all over. Today and tomorrow and the next day, Nancy Pelosi would be in the dock. They'd want to know what took place. Liz Cheney, would she be dragged from whatever island she's now on some beach somewhere, maybe? All of these people would have to answer for what they did. But they get away with it. The same day we hear that, that Jack the Ripper Smith... Got a search warrant to get access to President Trump's Twitter account. And the same day, they leaked a memo to the New York Times. While they're in court simultaneously saying that Trump and his lawyers can't be trusted because they leak. See, we don't live in a republic anymore, ladies and gentlemen. It's not a republic. It's not a republic. It's out of control. It's out of our control. What's taking place here is the revolution is taking hold. The Democrat Party Marxist revolution is taking hold. I'll be right back. You know a company is looking for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and now 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk. It also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast to make the switch to Pure Talk and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, go to puretalk.com, enter promo code L-E-V-I-N Podcast and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Mark Levin, America's passionately cerebral voice. Talk with that voice now. 877-381-3811. You know, my buddy Joel Pollack from Breitbart, great lawyer, drops him an email and he says, uh, 
with respect to the Democrats destroying evidence, documents, information that was specifically requested by the Republicans when they take over in violation of, by the way, law and House rules and in violation of Donald Trump's rights, because there could be some very useful information in there that you might want to use related to the charges, the phony charges in Washington, D.C., He says, uh, interesting, he says, uh, maybe Jack Smith will indict the Democrats, which, of course, he says tongue-in-cheek. But what about the media? What about the media? These people on this committee, no doubt, and Nancy Pelosi's direction, in order to make her look good and cover her, her fat old ass, they destroyed records that they were told to retain and protect. I guarantee you that information related to communications with the White House, the Department of Justice, the U.S. Attorney's Office, God knows who else. Maybe Lawrence Tribe, for all I know. But they destroyed it. It's like Hillary destroying over 30,000 emails. The consequences? They laugh. We don't charge people with that sort of thing. So the Democrat Party, this is what I'm talking about. The Democrat Party is the monopoly party. The Democrat Party is the state party. It can do pretty much what it wants to do, and now it's going to put the Republicans out of business. Because Republicans who don't stand against what's taking place right now, because they have their own ambitions, because they're grifters with some other network, or whatever the hell the psychological problem is, They're the ones destroying the Republican Party in any opposition to the Democrats. It's them. It's them. So here we have a committee of Congress, a bogus committee, that's appointed in violation of House rules, that destroys raw material that it doesn't want you to see. While we have a so-called special counsel who gets a search warrant to go after Donald Trump's Twitter account. And what's amazing about this story is, which judge authorized that search warrant? We don't know. Which judges on the panel for the D.C. Circuit upheld the authorization for the search warrant? We don't know. And some judge put a penalty of $350,000 on Twitter for slow walking the process. <laughs> what do we do? Where do we go? You know what I'm saying, Mr. Producer? This is not a republic anymore. It's not a representative republic. It's not a federal republic. It's not a constitutional republic. I am telling you, it is what I've been telling you for years, what was coming, and it's here. I said it in American Marxism, and I expand on it. Who's responsible for it? The Democrat Party. They're behind it all. All of it. Every damn bit of it. How many Republicans are in the media? Seriously. How many Republicans work at the New York Times and the Washington Post? Almost none. How many Republicans have tenure in our Ivy League colleges? Almost none. How many Republicans have tenure in our Ivy League law schools? Almost none. How many Republicans are teachers now? They estimate about 30%. 
Wow. Amazing, isn't it? No. They succeeded. Top down. They can talk about bottom up, middle out, all they want. It's top down. You got this fool Biden who's nationalizing millions of acres of land from sea to shining sea and even beyond in Alaska. He's taking productive land where we mine, where we drill for oil and natural gas, taking them out of production, completely out of production, and all the minerals and all the fuel that goes with them. Uranium, lithium, copper. Giving aid and comfort and empowering our enemies. We need uraniums for nukes and nuclear submarines. Now we have to rely on enemies, or at least adversaries, to get it. All this electrical bull crap. China... Looking ahead, 20 years ago, they control 85 to 90% of all cobalt. Look, you don't have to be a scientist to understand you need cobalt to make batteries for electrical vehicles. So they're going to have us over a barrel. And by the way, UAW, they're going to put you guys and gals out of work so fast it's not even going to be funny. Not even funny. They're putting the oil workers out of business. They're putting the coal miners out of business. Democrat Party pretends to represent the hardworking men and women in the private sector. No, 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 no. They represent the teachers unions and the trial lawyers. That's all they represent. One of these days, you'll kick these bosses at the AFL-CIO and these other places, kick them out to the curb. They're frauds. They're phonies. They're selling out their workers. Wait until the brownouts and the blackouts. Just wait. The Democrat Party builds nothing except monuments to itself in the form of bureaucracies. It destroys everything in its path. Joe Biden is a wrecking ball. He's a human wrecking ball. And where are all the women's groups? Where are all the feminists? You never hear from them anymore. Do they even exist? They're fine with transgenderism. 100%. They're fine with destroying women's and girls' sports. 100%. Title IX. No problem whatsoever. They're fine. Don't call us women. Call us it. Or whatever. But whatever you do, we're not women anymore. You okay with that? They're all Democrats. All these groups, Democrats, Democrats, Democrats. Now, maybe you grew up in a Democrat family. Maybe your parents are still Democrats. Maybe you once believed that the Democrat Party delivered for you. You better wake the hell up, especially if you live in the inner cities. You know all those illegal aliens wandering in the streets, taking over your parks? Where you're standing behind them in line for health care? You know that? You know these people from all over the world? Well, of course you don't know who they are. Nobody knows who they are. That's the Democrats. They did that. 
You now have Democrat governors and mayors saying, well, sanctuary city. Yeah, we said it, but we didn't mean it. The idiot governor of Massachusetts, the idiot mayor of New York and more. Now you have Democrats in these cities asking for the National Guard to come out to protect their citizens. After that Democrat Party and their militias destroyed our local police forces, one city after another. There's nothing to do with white supremacy, nothing to do with systemic racism. That's all bull crap that comes out of Yale and Harvard, that comes out of Columbia, that comes out of Berkeley. All that crap that they spew on CNN and MSNBC. All that crap that these frauds put in their books. 1619 Project, all the brainwashing. They're lies. But in order for the Democrat Party to succeed, society cannot be calm and harmonious. Black people and white people, Asian people and Latino people cannot be left alone to work among each other, to date each other, to marry each other. They must be put in groups and they must be at each other's throats. Day in and day out. So the Democrat Party saviors, whether they be wealthy white people or wealthy black people, so they can come to the rescue. Come to the rescue. Show up in Selma, Alabama. Show up wherever else they want to show up. And remind you what happened 60 years ago. Except they don't remind you that they did it. It's their party. I don't care if I'm the last voice on the face of the earth. I don't care. I don't care. People talk in ambiguous terms. People talk incoherently. People talk about all these problems we face, but they cannot put it together, and they will not put it together. That's what I'm here for. My brain's a funny thing. I couldn't even tell you how it works. It just does. And it's time that we, we become enlightened, that we understand who and what's behind it. It's the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party is an evil institution. It caused the first civil war and it may cause the next one. It's caused death in the streets. They celebrate their big abortion victory in Ohio. Yeah, the more babies we kill, you see, the more freedom women have. That kind of sickening ideology is this? And they ramp up their voters. They get them all worked up. This is a war on women. Women? You just told us we can't say woman, you idiots. Oh, boy. Pure talk, right, Mr. Producer? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know a company's looking for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger... 
Take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and a 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk. That also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast to make the switch to Pure Talk and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, go to puretalk.com, enter promo code L-E-V-I-N Podcast and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Over at MSNBC, Mika Brzezinski and Joe Scarborough, they like to have their blow-up dolls. <laughs> Over at CNN, I understand Dana Bash and uh, what's the guy's name? She used to be married to. Anyway, that's Lee's. They like to have their blow-up dolls, too. You know what's funny? If you really knew the truth about these people, I know a lot about them. You'd see what a bunch of sanctimonious frauds they really are. Whether the Scarboroughs or, or the other, they're just such sleazies. It's, it's, it is what it is. But I'm telling you the truth about this. Mark, you really shouldn't say that. Oh, trust me. I've never done that sort of thing, and I never will. What sort of thing? I'll leave it to your imagination. I'll leave it to your imagination. I've never done that sort of thing, and I never will. That's a fact, Jack. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Do we have any callers, Mr. Producer? I'm shocking Mr. Producer, Mr. Call Screener, because I never take a call an hour or two. Mike and Georgia XM Satellite. Go, go, go. Mike, where are you? Okay. Anybody else? I should. <laughs> you guys are leaving me in the lurch. I know you're shocked. Can you guys talk to me, somebody? Oh my gosh. One more on PBS News Hour last night. My buddy Tim Graham sending me. The former president is criticizing the judge who's hearing the case. He's saying that he can't get a fair trunch. It ought to be removed. I mean, how does something like that sit in a situation like this, as Judy Woodruff, Democrat, uh, Michael Ludig, head case, former First Circuit Court of Appeals judge. Now, this is radical, and it's unprecedented in American history that any person, let alone a president of the United States of America, would conduct himself toward the courts of the United States in the way that he has already begun to do and will continue to. Mike Ludig, you make me sick to my stomach. You really do. You are, you are pathetic. You feel free to call into this program any day, any time. Be right back. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number. Anyway, uh, post-millennial breaking poll. 
77% of Democrats back Biden DOJ's latest indictment of Trump. Who even does polls on this stuff? 52% of independents, 69% of Republicans are opposed. So you see, this is also about feeding the base, the Democrat Party base, what it wants. That would include the media as part of the Democrat Party base, academia, part of the Democrat Party base, the teachers' unions, the trial lawyers, the big donors, the Soroses, and all the rest, the Buffets. These are members of the Democrat Party base. So eight out of ten of them, thereabouts, wants these prosecutions to go on, and that's what helps defeat it. That's what helps defeat it. Let's see, ladies and gentlemen, how's the president doing today? Fox Business credit card debt hits $1 trillion for the first time ever. Is it because people are on a spending spree because they want to buy cars and boats? No. Because people can't make ends meet on what they're earning. So they're going into deep debt, many of you, with a credit card, maybe more than one credit card, and you don't know how you're going to dig out. And unless you pay it off every single month, these banks, these credit card companies or banks, for the most part, are going to charge you usury rates. That's right, usury rates. 25, 28, 29.99% if you miss one payment. And many of you miss many payments. And it's killing your debt rating, your credit rating rather. And Joe Biden's taking victory laps spitting out his government statistics. I know what I see at the grocery store. I know what I see at the gas stations. He doesn't go to grocery stores and gas stations. Neither does Pelosi. Neither does Schumer. I see it. And when they talk about their statistics, they always whitewash what's going on on food prices and fuel prices. Where are the reports today? Where are the cameras today at the gas stations? Where the price of gasoline's going up 40-50% in most markets in a week. Seeing many of those reports? No. CNN Americans are pulling money out of their 401k plans at an alarming rate. Now why would they be doing that? They have better investments? No. This is your retirement savings. And if you pull your money out of your 401k, you know what? You pay a 10% penalty on top of income taxes. You're pulling money, many of you, out of your pension plans because you have nowhere else to go. You've accumulated some wealth there, maybe over a period of 20, 30, 40 years. Maybe over a period of 15 years. You've tried to do the proper thing by yourself and your family, save for your retirement. You don't want to rely on the government. That's what everybody told you to do. That was correct. That's what you're doing. And then along comes the wrecking ball, Joe Biden. Inflation is through the roof. Interest rates are through the roof. People simply cannot meet their expenses. And I'm telling you now, I look at the most, and most of you do, I look at the most frequently used things at the grocery store, the things that people purchase. I see what's going on. I keep track of this stuff. 
We don't have somebody going shopping for us. There's not a single stable price at the grocery store. Nothing. Meat, fowl, fish, soda, bottled water. I just noted bottled water is going up like 80 cents for one of the packs of 24 or 36 because I buy that too. My wife doesn't want me to drink Diet Coke. She wants me to live, so I'm drinking more water as best I can. But other things, 13-gallon trash bags, they've almost doubled in price. Those 33-gallon and 40-gallon sort of hefty bags, leaf bags, more industrial-type plastic bags, they're through the roof. Cleaning detergent. Cleaning detergent. I used to, or we used to get all, you know, the product all. And they had those little containers where they could say, oh, we can get 58 washes out of this little container with a little cap. That's going up, ladies and gentlemen, 150% in my grocery store. 150%. Not to be crude, but the deodorant I use used to be three ninety nine per unit. Cheapest I have found it is in Florida, six ninety nine. In Virginia, it's eight ninety nine for deodorant. So I keep asking you, and I keep asking myself, how do people afford this? I can afford it. It still pisses me off. But I think about my fellow citizens, your own fixed income. I see these signs at the fast food places. $15 an hour. And if you work from 10 p.m. to 8 a.m., in other words, the night shift, will add $1.50 to your hourly wage. You see those? I see it. Then this diner I go to in Florida, it's fantastic. People are fantastic. There's a lady there who does the dishes. I've had to guess she's 60 years old, give or take. She's just a, a, a sweet lady. Always smiling. She has an accent from Central or South America. But she's been here quite a while. She works in this diner starting at 6.30 in the morning till 2.30 in the afternoon. Then she goes across the street and walks down the street about two blocks. And she works the register at the gas station on the corner. This woman is working 18 to 20 hours a day getting the minimum wage. She's an American citizen, but she's working 18 to 20 hours a day. Joe Biden should tell her about Bidenomics. I told you one of the waitresses. She has a very modest apartment. I mean, below modest. As nice as can be. 
she says to me, do you know how hard it is now to pay my electricity bill? We haven't even had the full climate change transition to electricity. Her other utility bills are through the roof. Because when you kill supply, when you kill, as I say over and over, when you kill the golden goose, you kill the golden eggs. That's what you do. This is what's being done to people all across the country. How do we drive to where we need to go? And they're going to take our cars away? They're going to drive up the cost of cars with combustion engines that use gasoline, oil, in the engine? I, can need, I cannot afford and I don't want an electric vehicle. They're going to have no choice because they're not going to be able to afford a conventional vehicle. And here's the trick. Most of them aren't going to be able to afford an electric vehicle even with the subsidies. So what are they going to do? They're going to force them into public transportation. Utterly inconvenient, utterly unsafe, utterly unreliable. This country is heading over a cliff. I'll be right back. Lovin. Welcome back, America. We have our friend Clay Travis with us. He's on radio. He's on Fox. He's on his his own site, Outkick, that he created himself. Clay, how are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic. It's good to see you again. I guess I'm not technically seeing you, but uh, last I think I saw you at a uh, at an event down in Florida, um, and uh, I always see you on Fox News. So I appreciate you having me on. No, it's a pleasure. You're a very sharp dude, and you've written a great book, American Playbook, A Guide to Winning Back the Country from the Democrats. And uh, you can get it on Amazon.com right now, folks. It really is a fantastic book. All right. There's a lot in the book. Let's hit some of the highlights. How do we win the country back from this evil entity called the Democrat Party? So you know that I come from the world of sports. And for people out there who are curious how this idea kind of came to be, if you are consistently losing in the world of sports, you look at your playbook and you say, my goodness, uh, if we're running the plays and we're losing, maybe we need to come up with a new playbook. So, And I know you think about this a lot, too, because I watch you on Fox News. You do incredible work. And I know this show is fantastic, too. But so much of, uh, of what we do sometimes is reacting in radio and TV to what's going on. And I really wanted to sit down and kind of not have to worry about reacting necessarily to the news of the day and just think, okay, if I were in charge of putting together a platform, a playbook that would lead to a sound electoral win, what would it look like? And that was the premise I started with. And then I wanted to write it in an accessible, easy to understand, engaging way. Because here's the other thing. I want people to like it, but I really want people to give it to their kids and their grandkids and say, hey, kid, think about this. What do you disagree with that Clay has written here? Tell me why this isn't logical. I really think we have to start really competing for the hearts and minds and, uh, and ideas of younger generations. And so that was the impetus under which I wrote this book. 
So give us a couple of the plays, some of the main plays. Yeah. So to me, uh, I, I would say if you want one thing that I think crystallizes how broken the Democrat uh, mindset is, I really do believe it's the idea that you can be a man and win a women's sports championship. I think it cuts across white, black, Asian, Hispanic, gay, straight. I think if you are in any way uh, and you've ever taken a kid to Little League, you ever taken a kid to soccer, you ever taken a kid to swimming, the idea that a grown man would decide that he is a woman and would be able to win a women's NCAA championship and be nominated for woman of the year is such a fundamental lie that it is impossible to defend. There is no rational basis upon which you can base that argument. And I think you have to find issues such as those that unite disparate groups, hammer them over and over again, because to me it is a representative example of what you are required to believe if you are a member in good standing of a far left-wing Democrat party. And I think it just is crystallized. I think everybody understands it. I don't think there's a man alive and there's barely a woman who's ever played sports that thinks that's right. And yet every Democrat in the House and every Democrat in the Senate opposed it. I believe Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is the only Democrat that has publicly said, yeah, this is crazy. Men who identify as women should not become women's champions. I think it's one that really connects. Why do you think Biden and the Democrats are so obsessed with this and so committed to this? I think because it's a litmus test issue. Um, And uh, I think that it demonstrates that they are so committed to the idea of inclusion that they're willing to ride it all the way to exclusion. Um, and, And what I mean by that, and I think it's an important idea to think about, is it's not kind to force a woman who otherwise would have been able to compete for a championship out of the ability to compete for a championship because uh, there's a man who took her spot. Uh, And in fact, this runs directly counter to Title IX. It runs directly counter to the idea of feminism itself. And I think this is what the Democrat Party has become. It's a hierarchy of victimization. And the trans community is at the apex in the minds of Democrats of victimization. And when they have to make a choice, because this is what they would have to do, they would have to decide, okay, wait, Are we on the side of women, which typically are a big Democrat voting base, uh, or are we on the side of the LGBTQ blah, blah, blah on uh, trans community? And when they have to make a choice between two identities that typically support Democrats, what they do is they pretend it doesn't exist. And that's what they're still trying to do with this issue. They're trying to say, oh, you know, the Republicans are manufactured this. This isn't a real issue. Well, I, I disagree. I think it's coming for every major uh, league, every certain uh, school district, all of this is continuing to come more and more, and eventually you have to pick a side. And would you approach the parents versus the teachers' unions the same way? Yeah, I would. Uh, look, I one of the things I'm most proud of, and probably the thing I'm the most proud of, is being a dad. I've got a 15-year-old boy, a 12-year-old boy, an 8-year-old boy. And Mark, the big reason why I wanted to write this book is I worry about the world that we're leaving for them. And at some point, you pivot from worrying about yourself to thinking about the world that your kids are going to inherit. And when I think about the things that we are getting wrong right now, 
uh, one of the things I'm most proud of is two years ago uh, in Williamson County, Tennessee, which for people out there who are familiar at all with Nashville, Franklin Brentwood area, just south of town. I'm a born and raised kid, Nashville, went to public school K through 12. I went and spoke at my local school board where two of my kids go uh, to school in, in Williamson County, Tennessee, uh, and spoke out against the idea of wearing masks in schools. And it was a incredibly contentious hearing. Uh, there was a Joe Biden ended up talking about it, but I spoke as a parent, not as a guy who talks on the radio or writes books, but just as a parent, uh, that, uh, the idea of putting kids in masks was absurd. And the idea of keeping schools closed was absurd. And I fought as hard as I've ever fought for anything against that. And it's one of the things I'm most proud of because I stood up for data. I stood up for science, but more important, I stood up for my kids and I don't think there's anything more important. Um, and so I think that this election in 24 is going to be won to a large extent by suburban moms. And I think you have to talk to them. I think you have to talk to them directly. And I have to think you have to talk to them about their kids in the way that Glenn Youngkin did uh, in 2021 in Virginia. We have to replicate that nationwide in 24. You know, there's a lot of talk about the Republicans can't win on this issue of abortion. Even when it comes up, they don't know how to respond. I'm going to ask you a question, but I want to carry over after the bottom of the hour. What is it about Republicans that they don't know how to respond? The Democrat position is in a moderate position. The Democrat yes. position is the most extreme position on the face of the planet, barring maybe North Korea and Iran and China. And so the vast majority of the American public do not support abortion at the last minute. They do not support fanticide. They do not support these things. And Republicans seem incapable of communicating this. So when we come back... Clay Travis, I'd like your, your input on that as well as other issues. It's really a great book, America. American Playbook, a guide to winning back the country from the Democrats. You can get it right now. It's discounted on Amazon.com. Again, American Playbook, a guide to winning back the country from Democrats. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. You know, America, there's some really great books out right now. No, we normally have a dearth of great books, but there's some very, very good books uh, timed mostly by accident, but good fortune for we, the readers. And one of them is American Playbook by Clay Travis, a guide to winning back the country from the Democrats if you order it right now, Amazon.com, you not only get a discount, it'll be delivered to your front door by tomorrow morning. I want to encourage you to go over there or go to any 
any uh, major bookstore site. You can get it in any major bookstore. Mr. Producer, make sure you put the link on all our platforms, media platforms, please. So, Clay Travis, what is it about Republicans who get tongue-tied about uh, abortion? It's a great question. I think, one, there's a lot of men, and I think men get tongue-tied trying to talk about women's issues in general. But I just took it head on uh, because when I'm out uh, with my wife and with her friends, and some of these friends are persuadable moms about how they're going to vote, they are getting, Republicans are, demagogued on the issue of abortion. They are fear-mongering on it. And so I, I write in the book, this is what the data shows. There are 10% of people who believe that there should be no exceptions at all, rape, incest, life of a mother, none of that should happen. And certainly you can have that opinion. And there are 10% of people that believe that you should be able to have an abortion in ninth month. Uh, That is an opinion I 100% disagree with. But that means 80% of Americans are somewhere between those two poles. And it seems like the conversation almost exclusively focuses on the 10% of Republicans who don't believe there should be exceptions at all. And I'm not here to say that anybody is wrong for that opinion. I think this is one where truly you can have a variety of perspectives. But for me, I think every Republican that wants to win a national election needs to come out and say, we can disagree about where exactly the line should be, but there should be, in my opinion, for any Republican that wants to win a nationwide election, an acknowledgement, rape, incest, life of the mother, there are exceptions. Where the weeks are, I think you'll let individual states make decisions. But I think you then immediately pivot and say, but the really radical position, and this is the position of the entire Democrat Party, is abortion should be legal up to the ninth month of pregnancy. And that is murder, and that is wrong, and that is what I'm opposed to. And in that opinion, in my opinion, you get 90% of the American public on your side. And that is the position that I would take, and I think the Republican Party should take, and I don't think it's that difficult to make. In fact, they voted for that, didn't they? Right after the Dobbs decision came out or the leak came out, they voted, I think, except for Manchin, uh, that there should be no exceptions to abortion. There shouldn't be practical exactly notification. Right. It goes on and on to the most radical position, really almost on the face of the earth. And, and they never have to answer for that, do they? You got to make the case. You got to be willing to make the case. And what they're going to do instead is, is, as you well know, they're going to say, oh, if your 14 or 15 year old daughter gets pregnant, they're going to the government's going to show up at your door and they're not they're going to fear monger. And that works. Mm-hmm. That works for a lot of moms because and that works for a lot of dads, honestly, because one of the biggest fears that a lot of people have is, you know, you have a teenager, they get pregnant at a young age, they don't intend it. And suddenly the government's involved in your family decisions. And I think that works for a lot of voters. And I don't think you can dodge it. And I don't think you can hide. I think you have to forthrightly say exactly what I said, that the Republican Party is opposed to basically third trimester uh, uh, abortions, but certainly ninth month abortions, and that that is unacceptable. And that's the conversation we should be having, not the one uh, at the other end of the spectrum that they try to, to drag Republicans into. That's Clay Travis. The book is American Playbook, a guide to winning back the country from the Democrats. It's all over my social media platforms. You can get it at Amazon.com right now. You can get it at any major bookstore right now. It's out. It's brand new. 
tell me this, Clay Travis. Why does somebody like you have to write a book like this for people who've been in <laughs> politics their damn whole damn life? And by the way, why is it that nobody has to write a book like this for Democrats? Such a fantastic question. And, and my wife asked me this question. I said, the reason I have to write it is because I don't think anybody else will write it. Um, and, 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 and I think it's so much of it is self-evident. I think the answer is we have become, uh, in many ways, the Republican Party has, a party that's comfortable with losing. And if you're comfortable with losing, you aren't willing to really address the root issues of why you keep losing. Um, and leave aside 2020. Seven of the last eight elections, Republicans have lost the popular vote. Uh, that's not a recipe to win. And I'm not, I always say when I coach Little League, I say, look, referees are not going to be perfect. Uh, but if you play a game that's so close that a referee can decide who won the, uh, won the game, you didn't play well enough. You need to take the game out of the referee's hands. Control what you can control. I don't want to barely win. I want to win where at 11 o'clock East Coast on election night, Rachel Maddow's crying. I want tears streaming down her face. I want it to be decided. I want it to be a landslide. And I think there are a lot of people that would rather lose and lose a close election and not have to actually risk a, a, a bigger loss. You know this. A lot of people are comfortable with uh, a small measure of success. And I think that's where the Republican Party is. You know, we basically have created, I say in the book, a political system where we wait and see what eight people in Scranton, Pennsylvania are going to decide in the final week of October. And that's how we decide who's going to win presidential elections. I think that's wrong. Uh, I, I think we have to fundamentally rethink what we want this party to be. And we have to make calculated, smart, intelligent, rational arguments to the persuadable public. And I think there are a lot of people out there. Uh, that are persuadable. And what about resistance from the Republican establishment? You got these guys been hanging around for 30, 40, 25 years who really are very comfortable in a minority status or winning now and then. And, you know, they like the trappings of power. They like the special interest groups. They like what they like and they dislike us. You know, it's a, it's a good question. I would answer it this way. I put up polls recently for my audience. And I said, would you rather vote for Robert F. Kennedy Jr. or would you rather vote for Mike Pence? My audience is overwhelmingly Republican. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. won 75 to 25. Why is that? I think it's because what matters more than R&D right now is establishment versus anti-establishment and whether the audience trusts that you're being honest with them. I think a lot of politicians lie, and I think the audience knows that. And what people crave is not necessarily someone who agrees with them on everything, but someone who is going to tell them the truth. And what I try to do in the book is say, look, I'm not going to sugarcoat things. And I would say, if you listen to your show or you read my book or you read one of your many, many best-selling books, I always say if everybody, if you agree with every word in a book, you're not thinking hard enough. If you agree with every word a radio host says, you're not thinking hard enough either. We shouldn't agree on everything. But we should agree on the big issues. And to me, the big issues are, is America the greatest country that's ever existed in the history of the world? I think it is. Is, uh, is America innately a force for good in a world that is often filled with evil? I think the answer is yes. And I don't believe most Democrats believe that. 
that is the argument we need to have about the soul and sanctity and, and true uh, worthiness of America in this day and age. And that's a battle I'm ready to have. And I think a lot of Republicans, candidly, don't want that fight. They're worried about what the country club people are going to think about them. I have a unique talent, and it may also be a unique flaw, Mark. I don't care what anybody else thinks. I'll tell you exactly <laughs> what I think. And if you disagree, that's fine. Doesn't mean we can't, can't have a beer and still be friends, can't talk about who's going to win the Super Bowl. But I'm not going to pretend to believe something that I don't because I'm worried about what somebody else is going to think. And I think, frankly, our political world is filled with cowards, and a lot of people care way too much what Buffy at the country club thinks instead of thinking about what's best for the country. A couple of our kids live in Nashville. They left California. Yep. All the grandkids live in Nashville. So I have a question for you. I have nothing to do with Nashville. How are the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, my team, they're going to lose 90% of the audience. <laughs> How are they going to do this here? Well, first of all, I love Jalen Hurts. And I love yep. Jalen Hurts. And this is why I love sports. Because Jalen Hurts, for people who don't know his story, uh, was benched at halftime of the college football national championship game. I remember as watching humiliating it. and utter of a defeat as you could have in sports. And his backup came in and led the team, Tua Tagovailoa, who is now the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins, led the team to win the uh, national championship. And Jalen Hurts had to transfer and go play at Oklahoma because he lost his starting job with 25 million people watching in the biggest game of his career. A lot of people would have completely shrunken. They would have run. They would have turned and hide. Sports teaches you that loss is not eternal. And what I love about his response was he said, I'm going to work to get better. And he did. And he played. And they lost the Super Bowl now. I know you know as an Eagle fan. Not really. He had one of the best. <laughs> one of the, well, you didn't like the call, I bet, late on the uh, on the That's right. holding. But, but that's all right. He had one of the, but he had one of. I was there in that crowd. He had one of the best quarterback performances we have ever seen on the yep. much bigger stage, the single most watched football game of all time, and that's why I think sports teaches so many lessons. You ask the question, why do some people? A lot of people are afraid of losing. You know, I'm not. Sometimes you lose. I'm way more afraid of not uh, putting forth my best effort because I'm afraid of failure. I wrote a story at Outkick. I bet you've experienced it early in your writing career. I went to a book signing. Nobody showed up. You sit at a table for two hours in 2007, 16 years ago, like I did. Nobody shows up. You got a lot of time to figure out how tough you are. And I believe America's tough, and I believe most people in America are tough. And I love that story about Jalen Hurts. I love your Eagles. I wish I could get back A.J. Brown. My Titans gave him away. Oh, yeah. Didn't get enough for him. Uh, but I think you're going to be way better even at running the football than you were. Um, I love the SEC. I love the draft. I think you guys had the best best draft of any team in the in the country, uh, and I, I think you're going to be the best team in the uh, NFC. Uh, I know I, I like, like you. the Niners on the other side. By the way, I like the nine. I think it's going to be a Niners uh, Eagles um, uh, game, and I think with Brock Purdy back and healthy, the Niners going to be really good too. All right, Travis. That's Clay Travis. You know the voice. You know the face. If you watch Fox, he's got a great book. American Playbook, A Guide to Winning Back the Country from the Democrats. I wholeheartedly encourage you to get your copy tonight as soon as you can. Amazon.com, where it's discounted other places to have it. Any bookstore in America, it's a brand new book. And uh, I want to thank you, Clay. Great job, buddy. 
Love it. You are a legend. Uh, I, I'm impressed with all the success you have. Look forward to reading a lot more of your books in the years to come, and appreciate you having me on. You be well, my friend. Likewise, take care of yourself. <clears throat> we'll I'll do. Tell fun, I'll, you I'll tell you folks a funny story real fast. When I was 13 or 14 years old, I wrote a, uh, I, I kind of outlined a book I wanted to write. Can you believe that, Mr. Producer? About the oil industry. Because back then they were also attacking fossil fuels. People don't remember the 1970s or whenever it was. And I, I called it, I gave it a title, Cause for Alarm. Little did I know there was already a book out there, been out there for decades called Cause for Alarm, but I wasn't familiar. It didn't matter. So I sent it to William F. Buckley, Bill Buckley, at National Review, and I asked his opinion. I didn't even expect to get an answer. I got an answer. He said something to the effect. I kept it. My daughter read it to me a few weeks ago. She's going through my old boxes of things, and she said, he said, something to the effect. I have to paraphrase. I don't have it in front of me. Uh... Good effort needs a lot more work. <laughs> now, I was 13 or 14. That could have upset me, Mr. Producer, but it didn't. I said he's probably right, so let me get better at this. And, uh, and that's what happened. Isn't that funny? I think it's funny. In other words, it's, it's apropos to the point that Clay just mentioned. All right, I'm working on Mr. Producer. See, folks, one of my computers is down, so you see the little little bit of time is being killed. It's because I have to pull everything up on two computers and one iPhone. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Man, this show flew by, at least for me. And I'm doing all the yammering. I hope you enjoy these programs. You don't know how much longer I do these things. Who the hell knows? But when I do them, and when I'm behind the microphone, I do my very, very best every single evening. Now, while you're over there this evening at Amazon.com, helping out our buddy Clay and his great book, make sure you check out The Democrat Party Hates America. I had actually... Uh, highlighted another section of the book I wanted to share with you because I'm giving you little flavors here and there. A little strawberry, a little blueberry, a little vanilla, my favorite, a little chocolate here and there. So you know when you're pre-ordering the book what you're getting. Well, you know about 1% of what you're getting. And, uh, I mean, I was going through it even during the break. There's information in here that I didn't know until I started researching and writing the book that I had no idea about. And it'll be so compelling. It's so important. So you Thomas Paines and Paul Revere's out there can help us save the country because I've said over and over again, it's not a single radio show, TV show, TV network a single website, or anything else. It's going to be tens of millions of you sharing knowledge that you're going to gather and gain with millions of others. Just a few people, each of us. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, the freedom fighters in Taiwan and Ukraine, the truckers, and you, the American people. See you tomorrow.